0: Hi everyone, it's Carrie from All the Social Ladies and I've got an offer just for you. Social Fresh has a conference coming up in September in Tampa, Florida. Social Fresh 2015. It is where the world's leading social marketers get inspired and I'm so excited to be recording this podcast live from there this September. I'd love to invite you to join me. So head on over to socialfreshconference.com and use the special code ATSL for 50 additional dollars off your admission. It's an amazing conference. I was there last year and I hope you'll join me this year and help Record some all the social ladies podcasts. If you'd like to be a guest and record one of your social ladies tips, it would be a great time to come on down. All the social ladies, 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 all the social ladies. Now put your phones up. Welcome to all the social ladies with CEO of Likeable Media, Carrie Curpin. serious so because you social are you serious now Carrie kerpen hi everyone and welcome back to all the social ladies I'm Carrie kerpen CEO of likable media and today I am so excited to have Crystal Bergfield on the show. Crystal Bergfield is a leader and trusted advisor who simply gets it done. Her career spans marketing, business development, and operations for the earliest stage startups to some of the world's most valuable brands. Most Recently, she's VP of business operations at OrderX, overseeing the product roadmap, client service operations, and marketing communications. Prior to that, she was the co-founder of a consumer payments platform called UltaPay and also spent eight years at American Express. So we've got big brand here, we've got entrepreneurialism, and we've got working at a startup. We're going to span the globe here. Yes. She's also I love it. You're a leader and mentor in the startup community where you are an advisor to several businesses and I would love to talk with you now. So let's get started Crystal. I have so many questions for you. Let's do it. Okay. So, Crystal, this is quite a career like when I'm reading your intro, I'm just really floored uh, at really the wealth <laughs> and diversity of the experience. So why don't you tell us your career, um, starting from the start of your career to where you are today and, and the path you took?
1: I, I have a, as you can tell, I have a winding and, and now, uh, much to my dismay, long Path that I've taken. <laughs> um, I started out in. Uh, I'm in. I am a rabid University of Oregon Ducks fan. So if anyone follows that. me, if anyone follows me on Twitter in the fall, they see lots of um, University of Oregon football posts. So I love that. Stuff
0: and Portland, is- fun fact, is my favorite city. If you name oh, the city f- of us, f- my favorite.
1: Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Side awesome.
0: note. <laughs> but back to you.
1: Oh, enough yeah. <laughs> <story laughs> about you let's right. talk That's about me, me. What you um, so started out there working at a small regional advertising agency and I started out at the time as all girls did answering the phone because when you came out of college boys got boys in advertising got to go straight to being a copywriter or an account executive but girls had to start out answering the phone so I started out answering the phone and making the coffee and cleaning off the conference room table and eventually do other things which was which was fantastic um in portland headquarters of the largest privately held uh pr firm in the world called wagner edstrom and i had the chance to move over there and uh work on the microsoft account i did that for three years and i always tell people um having an account service job is I still, I've gone for 15 years and still take from that job every single day.
0: You bet. A lot of people talk about starting out at an agency because there's no better experience.
1: You learn a lot in S P R PR where uh, your client has two heads.
0: Did you go from the agency to American Express directly?
1: No, I, so at the time I was still in Portland. And so I've been working in Microsoft. Um, when you work at Wagner, you basically are enmeshed in Microsoft it was an awesome it was a crazy time to be in PR editors were calling us like all day long going i need i'm writing a story in 15 minutes it was truly the wild wild west of uh of internet journalism it was uh it was very cool um but being so entrenched in Microsoft and with their product folks i was like you know i want a broader job than just pr and actually my clients at microsoft were like you know you should probably get on to the business side um and about that time i was also kind of like you know portland feeling a little small for me everyone right. gets, everyone gets married right after college i'm 27 and i feel old oh so, yeah so i uh, i got on a red eye with a box and a backpack and, Amazing, and came and came to New York to go to business school at NYU. Wow! I I look back on it and it's the best thing I ever did. But I was awesome. I was nuts, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like it. You took a risk, and so yes. you came to New York. I came to New York.
1: I uh, I with went with a to dollar this, and
0: school. a dream.
1: Yes, literally about a dollar. I didn't realize that. <laughs> I didn't realize how poor I was until
0: I came until you to came to New me. York. Of course, nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> you come here and it's over. It's
1: just like, wow, this is yeah. uh, nutty. And and when you go to a good business school like that, too, there's like a lot of rich people there. All exactly. these like ex-bankers and just people who had rich parents. And I was like, yeah. wow, I'm, I'm really poor. This is crazy. Uh, yeah, so went to business school to study marketing and study uh, and study media and entertainment. That was my dream was to come here and work in the media. Like that's what I was going to do. Like I was going to work for a TV network or like a big publishing conglomerate like Condé Nast or something like that, which I did not end up doing. That was my dream. But when I was looking at stuff to do, uh, at the time, entertainment did not care if you had an MBA or not, which I don't care if people care if I have an MBA, but they don't want to pay they still want you to start in the mailroom, exactly,
0: like, exactly, as if you've graduated. Entertainment's from all about sweat and working your way up. Yes.
1: Yeah, and I had already done my sweat. i had you already. Did. You put in I already,
0: sweat equity. You didn't want to sweat anymore.
1: I, I I wanted to sweat, but not that much. Or I wanted right. to get, I needed to get paid to sweat because I had just borrowed ninety thousand dollars.
0: I love that, and not sweat in to the mailroom. You were ready. Exactly, I was yep. going
1: to sweat in a cubicle instead. Exactly,
0: and so what did you? Do?
1: Uh, I went to Reuters after that, which is a media company, somewhat. But they actually put me. Uh, I was in this graduate rotational program, and they put me on some rotations doing sales support, uh, which was like super boring. Um, <laughs> literally, literally doing sales support for the folks that sold uh, the data terminals to uh, to banks. Um, oh my God. So boring. Oh my gosh. Like doing training, sales support. Like it just it was not um not the kind of business I wanted to be working in, not the kind of stuff I wanted to be doing. You know, they had promised me I could work on the media side. It w- that it was just it was a bit of a disaster. Nine eleven happened uh when I was at that job and I got laid off probably six weeks after and I was like, Yes, please.
0: <laughs> uh you were ready to be done
1: yeah they were like oh you can stay the rest of the week I was like no I can go today that's cool
0: (laughs) (laughs) so you were done so a good lesson from that is when you know you're done you're done bye yeah oh
1: but I had to learn that you'll I had to learn that lesson a few times I would say um
0: which a lot of people do I think Um, a lot of times you have to hear the same message over and over for it to resonate really
1: Yes. And, and I mean, looking, looking back at it, like, I was glad to leave that job, but I was terrified. Yes. Job, especially, yes. you know, post nine, it was December, 2011. Yes,
0: you didn't know what nine 11 was going to do to the economy or anything. Really.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yep. So it was just like, it was, it was terrifying.
0: Ugh.
1: Um. Yes. So, and that was a few, several months later was when I went back to American Express. I had a little period of unemployment, a little period of doing some work for my former agency, Wagner-Edstrom. I had interned at American Express when I was in business school. I had declined my full-time offer and uh, went back to them and was like, can I please work for you now?
0: (laughs) And And so where did you go there? What were you doing there?
1: I did a bunch of different things. So I was there a total of eight years. Um and Amex is one of those companies where you are supposed to change jobs about every two years, uh, which is um it's a good and bad thing, but it is mostly a good thing, especially um when you're young and looking to gain different types of experience. And also if you're sick of sick of your job, you get to change jobs.
0: Okay. Um, that's a good thing.
1: So yeah, worked in a um worked in their global network business with all the banks who um issue cards all over the world on behalf of American Express um, and did marketing communications programs out to them. I did a newsletter. I did an an awesome partner event for them in Lake Como, Italy, which is probably one of the most fun things I've done in my career. Like, I mean, I'm sure you've worked on events before, and when you're working on an event, you're working 24-7, but I'm like, at least I'm doing it in like Como.
0: Yes, exactly. Very looking, rewarding and in a beautiful location.
1: I'm looking at this lake, and they'll bring me cappuccinos while I'm like- I love it. I love it. Worrying about if the CEO is going to have gum before his speech. like. Uh, so did that for a while, and then moved over into open, which is the business unit dedicated to small businesses. And I stayed there for six years, um, which I love working with small businesses. Um, I had gone to work over there just because they had a partnership job and that was something I wanted to do. I didn't really know that I liked working with small businesses, but I found that that was something that I just love is, um, helping, helping entrepreneurs awesome. and, and helping them grow. That's a It's a, become a bit of a passion of mine. So I I did a job where I uh, worked on distrib- card distribution deals, so getting banks to distribute the card and doing some around that and then I moved on to be the chief of staff for the president of Amex Open, wow. which was yeah,
0: wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was uh it was a pretty amazing Job to get to sit in meetings and see how some of these folks think. Um, just amazing, and also just see how see how things operate at the executive level at Fortune one hundred company is very interesting. Yes. Yeah, to see the the interplay, fascinating. <laughs>
0: because you're like behind the curtain of Oz, really. I mean, you're you're getting to see the the people who run one of the largest corporations in the world. It's crazy, yeah.
1: and and helping position that. I you know I would tell her her name's in like oh this person over here is doing this. You should know this before you talk to this person. Wow. Um That's Yeah, it was very cool, and she was the only woman that ran a revenue generating business unit at American Express. So she did a lot of internal and external speaking on behalf of women in business and female small business owners. So, um, you know, got to do some cool things like go to Washington and help her speak and, you know, an Oprah conference and, and stuff like that. And then after that, I started to run a business where we decided we wanted to offer digital marketing services to small business owners. So we were going to partner with different companies and white label those services and and send them out to our customers. So I started doing business development deals uh, with a company called Clickable that's unfortunately no yes. longer with us. Um, and a company called Ad Ready to offer digital display. Um, I also worked on an open forum um, doing sponsorships for that, so working with FedEx and Marriott on um, on their content that they would put on Open Forum uh, for small businesses, and then also uh, worked with Facebook on the first Small Business Saturday. Uh, oh,
0: to, that's my favorite the, event ever, Small Business. Yes, Saturday. and I I, I, worked,
1: I worked on the very first one.
0: Oh, how so. rewarding must that have been!
1: It was amazing. Yeah. It was really, it was awesome to work on it. It came together in six weeks, literally from like, hey, we should do this thing, uh, to executing it and being out shopping on Small Business Saturday. Wow.
0: Like. And it's really a legacy that was left because it continues and it's still a big deal.
1: Oh, yeah. It's very, um it was started as you know it was always intended to be a movement not necessarily an amex thing so right. you know you notice it's not called american express small business saturday it's called small business saturday and amex is a like a, a sponsor of it um even though they're the ones that organize it and put it on but it's really kind of taken on uh taken on uh almost a a movement of its own. And it's fun um, just being in different places in the U S and seeing that shop small sticker on small businesses and like, like, Oh, this isn't just like a big deal in New York, you know? Yeah. That people are really into this. Um, You know, I had mentioned earlier that I was, you know, it was shocking to me that people uh, didn't meet deadlines and to, you know, I was when I was at Amex, I was often working at a faster pace than other people because of that's kind of just what I grew up in on the agency right. side. And that was always a conflict for me. Um, and when I started working with startups, I was like, oh, I can kind of get back into an environment where my pace is not conflict with the pace of others. I have a very strong bias towards action. a little bit of analysis and a lot of action, rather than a lot of analysis and a little bit of action.
0: <laughs> so I love that. That's a typical entrepreneur. So what what led you to actually take the jump to become an entrepreneur? So then I know you started helping some startups, right? I met
1: somebody who had an idea, um, a wonderful woman, Sonny Bates, introduced me to uh, my partner, a man named Leonardo. Schro. Um, who's a very successful entrepreneur in Mexico. And he had an idea for a card that would link to your credit card where you could control how it's used. So you could give it to an employee or a child or a nanny or something like that and very finely control what merchants it's used at, what time of day, the amount, etc., via an application or web interface. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it was a, we built a really great product. We had another uh, tech partner named George Sybil. Um, And the three of us built a really great tech product. We got um, a bank that was going to issue the card for us, but it was going to be really, really hard to get on MasterCard or Visa's rails to run the transactions. Um, And it was going to take a lot longer than the runway. It was one of those in a I'm stealing from a venture capitalist who told us this, that it's, you have to work with mass visa and they can take as much time as they want to work with you or or decide not to. Um, and we just hadn't anticipated that and ran out of money wow. way before, way before we were going to get to launch the product. Which is
0: so, which is so common, you know, for entrepreneurs yes. in general. I mean, it's, it's a very, it's not talked about a lot, but it happens a lot all the time.
1: Oh yeah, it does, and it does. Now, once it happened to me, like you meet lots of other people because they kind of that. It come, happened to. They, yes. they they come out of you once you.
0: Exactly. <laughs> me too. I ran to. It's like it's yeah. True. Oh yeah. I thought I was going to do this. Then you stayed really in the startup space, and I know obviously you've been around a lot uh, from the early days of in, you know integrating digital and American Express and really getting into all of this. How has social media? Have you seen social media play out? Um, through all of this career, how have you seen it shift?
1: It kind of it started to rear its head. Obviously, when I was at Amex, you know, as a business, we largely ignored it. Of course, right? Because that was like, you know, like Facebook, MySpace, like that. That has nothing to do with with us and what we're doing. Um, And Twitter, you know, what are these at signs and pound, pound, I'm not even going to call them hashtags because we didn't know what they were called, pound signs, like, you know, it was, it was just ignored. Um, I personally, I remember uh, my son was born in July of 2008. So I was home on maternity leave and my friends had been using it. And I was like, all right, I'll give this a try Um, and just loved it. So that, like, that's when I got personally started in social media, and it was probably about the same time that Amex was kind of like, what should we do with this? Um, social media was locked down at Amex, so you could not yeah. have access to social media on your work machine. Yes.
0: Um,
1: and it may still, I don't know if it still is, um, it's its part of, it's also kind of partially a bank reg- regulation thing, too, is they don't want you using messaging systems, mm-hmm. um, that can't be monitored by regulators and compliance Mm -hmm. people. Um, Even though if you're a marketing person at American Express, you're never talking to any customers and you're never giving them like advice. Right. (laughs) You're never giving investment advice. Of course, (laughs) of course not. of course not. It's just but like But so it was
0: locked down. So you really had to it Sounds like you really had to experiment with it on your own with the birth of your son that you really or your child. Did you have a son yes, or a daughter? It was a boy. That was a boy. A boy. No, I did thought I heard that. I thought I heard that. So the birth of your son, you were able to experiment with it and have a really good time with it. It was your first real exposure to the usage. Exactly. And when yeah. I
1: started when I started um the job where I was doing business development deals with um, with startups and working on open and for, open forum and stuff, I was able to get a special dispensation to have social media blocked on my computer. <laughs>
0: because social media definitely <laughs> does help with business development, so that's for
1: sure. Yeah, business development as well as um, you know, I was like, I need, know, I need to know what's going on because my job is to know how small businesses are using social media to see if there's something we need of to course. be. Doing so, and
0: I that's was actually like, where they need the most help. Yes, on so I was one of the 10 people um,
1: oh,
0: <laughs>
1: that, that had access to social media. Oh,
0: and, awesome!
1: And with that, uh, and I guess like the first big thing I did was that small business Saturday deal with Facebook, where we knew that small, you know, we had been having conversations with them. There are actually a few people from Open that went and worked in small business and Facebook. Um, and we knew that small business owners were just starting to try to figure out advertising on Facebook. Like, what am I supposed to be doing? Um, but the deal we did with them was Facebook and American Express will give the first 10,000 business owners who sign up a hundred dollars worth of Facebook Facebook advertising.
0: I remember this. I remember this.
1: So yeah, that was um, the deal I did
0: with Facebook.
1: So it definitely impacted my career in that, like, I got to do Amex's first marketing partnership with Facebook, which is pretty awesome, um, and to get to spend a lot of time with them because um, we awesome. did some other we did some other programs after that called we did one called Big Break for Small Business where um, we had small businesses enter and send in videos and you got to I think we picked seven small businesses they won a trip to Facebook. Um,
0: oh wow. Where
1: they got to, you know, go see where the magic happens and have a Facebook specialist sit down with them and do their page for them, give them advice on strategy, give them advice on ads, um, and stuff like that. So I I really gravitated. That's toward, awesome. You know, how social can help a small business.
0: And so since you are have really had this has helped your career and since you've watched social impacting small businesses it is time to play our favorite game likeable lovable and loathable. So Crystal what I'm going to do is name a couple of things on the internet. You're going <laughs> to tell me whether they are likeable, lovable or loathable. All right. Are you ready? I'm excited. Okay, so since you are a tech entrepreneur and worked with a lot of startups I'm going to ask you likeable, lovable, loathable on the Apple Watch.
1: I'm going to go likable. I I think it's kind of meh for now.
0: Meh. Meh. So not even likable. More neutral. Yeah, I give it a meh. How do you feel about selfies? I'm going to go loathable. Loathable. Not a selfie fan. That
1: probably shows my age.
0: Oh, not at all. (laughs) And how do you feel about the concept of erasable media? So, like Snapchat and disappearing messages, when somebody sends something, it can disappear. It doesn't doesn't live uh, in your message system. Disappearing or erasable media.
1: I think it's really good for um, uh, naked pictures and drug- ah! and drug deals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Crystal, so you're you just won best comment of all the social ladies ever. <laughs> it's really good. Crocs cool. and naked pictures. I Lovable. Was... You're into that.
1: It it took me uh it took me a minute not to to tone that down and not say something dirty. So. Yeah. Well,
0: I'm pretty (laughs) impressed. Well, I think officially, Crystal, that makes you a true all the social lady. That was one of the most social comments and something I will definitely tweet at some point. It was pretty good. And so, Crystal, where should people follow you if they want to follow you?
1: I am at A-R-I-S-T-A-L-B-E-R-G on Twitter.
0: And it was great having you on the show. And thank you for being a wonderful guest.
1: Thank you so much, Carrie. This was fun.
0: You've been listening to All the Social Ladies with Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media. You can follow Carrie on Twitter, at Carrie Kirpin. To get current social media insights and great tips, sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likeable.com. This week's episode is brought to you by the Social Fresh Conference. You can visit them at socialfreshconference.com and book your ticket today. Social Fresh's conference is where the world's leading social marketers get inspired. And today I have a special offer for you to save $50. The code to enter is A-T-S-L. That's A-T-S-L as in all the social ladies. I'll be down there recording live and I look forward to seeing you. It's a killer conference.